Hey everybody, I'm your host Gene Marks and this is season two of the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I am a certified public accountant, a regular business columnist for a bunch of publications you may know, like The Guardian and The Hill and The Washington Times and The Philadelphia Inquirer, Forbes and Entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company. And I have teamed up with Paychecks the leading provider of human resources, payroll benefits, and insurance services to bring you real-life stories and advice from real-life business owners and experts. Now, last season, we talked about the challenges associated with COVID-19, but this season, we're focusing on moving forward and innovating and navigating the road to recovery. So my special guest uh, for this episode is Rich Rao from Facebook. First of all, Rich, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? You said it exactly right, Gene. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was completely lucky. Uh, glad that you're on. Rich is the vice president of small business at Facebook. So all of you who are listening, this is the guy that you yell at when you're having any problems whatsoever with Facebook. Um, we're the, the, this is the guy at the top when it comes to small business. And Rich, I want to I dig into a few issues you know, with Facebook, some concerns, some things that I think you can help a lot of small business owners get their arms around. And then we can also talk about the future as well. But before I do, can you just explain to me a little bit about what your job is at Facebook? What do you do? Yeah, first off, Gene, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Uh, my job is, uh, I'm literally in the business of small business. My job is to spend uh, time understanding small business needs and ultimately to help them grow their business using Facebook as a platform. And my, my team and I, we think about that every day. And we come to work excited about helping small businesses, especially right now during this time. Okay. So what are you finding right now? I mean, what do you, what do you think small businesses need from Facebook to help them grow? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it starts with the current situation, which obviously, you know, it's been a unprecedented time and it's been particularly challenging for small businesses. Uh, we've started to publish more market reports just so that more in the industry understand the challenges small businesses have. But what we are seeing is that small businesses are optimistic and they're resilient and they're innovating more than uh, you know I've seen in my career. And I've worked in small business in, uh, for a long time. And I think one of the interesting trends that we're seeing is uh, what I'm calling the modernization of Main Street. And that is before you had companies that were very much you know online focused, maybe they're born online or maybe they they moved a portion of their business online. But now what's happening is you know, you're finding the businesses on Main Street, you know, coming online. Uh, one, one example, I met with uh, a company, a person named Tom Mulholland, and he runs a company called Mulholland Grocer. And when they were shut down for the pandemic, he had to find a way to do business. And so he would go on uh, Facebook and do Facebook Lives where he would showcase his products. And he was like slicing prime rib. And of course, I'm hungry, you know, as I'm watching <laughs> the videos. But he's now getting orders from all over the country, and he wasn't getting that before. So I think the level of innovation and resilience that I've seen is uh, just really inspiring. Yeah, you know, it's funny, you and I, um, you know, if you think back to mainstream, I always, one of my favorite shows on, on TV, I don't know if you've ever seen on Amazon, it's the um, um, Adventures of Mrs. Maisel, right? And, um, you know, it's, it's like this woman who was like, you know, trying to be a stand-up comic, and it all takes place in the late 50s and early 60s in New York City. And as they're walking down the blocks of, you know, in New York, so they're walking down 7th Avenue, they're in the village, the stores there look nothing like the stores of today. You know, it's, it's all changed. It's like there's no really that many dress shops or shoe shops or, uh, you know, things like that. It's mostly today like, 
you know, smoothie shops or coffee shops or fitness centers. It's like retail has, has really changed, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And I think we are seeing, you know, a, a, a large percentage. We have a, a big um, set of customers on our platform who are retailers. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're now thinking about um, the combination of that retail presence and online. And, you know, everything from their presence and, and sort of their, uh, their brand to then driving traffic to conducting transactions uh, to facilitating store traffic. And so I think, you know, these, these were the terms that we would talk that larger businesses would talk about. But now we're seeing it happen with the smallest of businesses. Um, and it's fascinating. You know, um, you know, obviously, when people are looking to sell online, um, they're, they're, you know, maybe they're signing up as an Amazon merchant or they're on Etsy or they're on eBay or they, maybe they have their own e-commerce stuff. They're using Shopify or Magento. Do you see Facebook moving into that area more aggressively, particularly with small businesses so that they can sell online? Um, yes, I, I, I definitely see that. I think the starting point has been, you know, for us as a company is Facebook has been a place where people are. And so businesses, therefore, need to establish their presence to interact with people. And it started with, you know, uh, really in large ways, like using our tools for free. You know, we have 180 million businesses on our platform who use our products every month for free. And then advertising became the next step. And then you could extend your reach beyond just your community or beyond your current customers. And increasingly, what we've seen is both consumers and businesses, they want to be able to transact, you know, on in the app or on site. And we've launched um, actually in the last couple of months, something called Facebook shops that allow someone to set up a, a whole sort of shop within Facebook and Instagram, uh, and then increasingly check out as well on site. So I think we're, we're starting to see more demand for that. It's early, still early days. But, you know, it's interesting to see and it's happening for businesses all over the around the world. You, you mentioned, you know, dress shops, I spoke to a company in India last week, and she's selling saris, which is kind of a Indian uh, attire. It's, it's, a, it's a dress. And, you know, she's selling them on Facebook, but she kind of asked me, it's like, hey, why, why can't I just like have people buy it right here on the site? And I said, oh, actually, we do have that. <laughs> it's coming if you don't have it already. But, you know, half the challenge is really understanding like what the technology is and what it has to offer. It just seems like the, um, a lot of businesses, small businesses are going to be faced with you know, some big sort of decisions in the next few years. I mean, Amazon claims that they've got more than a million small businesses that sell on their site. And if I'm a small business and I've got limited resources, I, you know, I'm going to have to make some choices where I'm going to be spending my time. Do you, do you see Facebook moving into a more competitive position again, you know, versus Amazon? Do you see Facebook saying, listen, you know, rather than being an Amazon merchant, come on with us. You can, you can sell your products just like you're selling them on Amazon. Um, and then also add all the engagement type of features and functionality that, that Facebook provides. Is that something that we might be looking for in the future? Mm. Well, I, th I think the good news, if I'm in the shoes of a small business is, uh, you know, you, they have a lot of choices and, you know, and I, I think we're, we're one of those choices. And, I think where we're distinct is what I spoke about earlier, uh, which is around, you know, that's where people are and, you know, they may not necessarily be looking for the thing that you have, but if I have an interest in say, you know, golf, and then I'm in my feed and I happen to see something that's related to golf, you know, then all of a sudden I become aware of a product that I was never looking for. And I can consider that. And I, I think the other, 
you know, interesting aspect that, that we want to continue to further is this idea of uh, business to people engagement. You know, if you think about Facebook as a platform, you know, in terms of what we do, we bring people closer together in a community. And uh, one of the ways we do that is with messaging. And we're seeing this, just this growth of people who want to interact with businesses, but through messaging. And they don't want to pick up the phone and call, or they don't necessarily want to go in, or they don't necessarily just want to go to their website, but they want to establish, um, they may start with the question, but ultimately what I believe is they're trying to establish a relationship. And that relationship can be super valuable for a business, especially right now, but, but certainly in the future as well. Rich, um, you know, obviously Facebook generates a lot of revenues from, from its advertising. As a small business, advertising on Facebook is not that easy sometimes. And uh, not that the tools aren't user-friendly, they, they are, but I, sometimes as a business owner myself, Rich, I run into challenges I even have on Google which is, you know, unless I really spend the big bucks, I'm going to get outbid and, and stepped on by some of the larger companies that are also out there spending money. Do you think it's a level playing field for small businesses on Facebook as advertisers when they're competing against the much larger brands that are there? Mm. You know, it, it's, it's a great uh, set of questions there, Gene. I think you had a couple things that we can maybe hit upon. I think just speaking about the last one, I, I think what the thing that you mentioned about leveling the playing field is actually what I'm most proud about. <laughs> okay. You know, if you think about where we were maybe a decade ago and you were a small business, you had to compete with, you know, bigger companies with bigger media buys and television. And you don't have a lot of great choices, but now anyone in the world with an idea or a business and with a phone and a few clicks can then start to, you know, establish your brand. And then advertising, as I mentioned, extends that. Now, advertising does start with, you can start with a few dollars, you know, just to uh, experiment. But what we've seen is, you know, the, the value happens with experimentation. And it does take a certain amount, I think, of investment to try and get your return. Uh, but usually it comes through kind of a learning phase, a learning phase for the small business on our platform. And then essentially our platform as well, you know, learning how to best serve you. And so I think the great thing about our tools is they're incredibly powerful, but you know, what you mentioned is sometimes they can be hard to use, which is why I think this year in particular, we've really invested in training. Uh, we've put a whole lot into training because we realize there are small businesses very much in the situation that you described. You know, there are a lot of tech companies out there that um, Microsoft is a perfect example that they, their products can be powerful, but sometimes not so easy to get your arms around, particularly if you're a smaller business. And, and Microsoft has been a very channel-focused company throughout its history. And they have you know, you know, tens of thousands of partners around the world that implement solutions using Microsoft technology. Um, you know, I heard you say you're making the technology easier to use for small businesses. But, I mean, Rich, do you think going forward, is, is it the best use of a small business owner's resource to spend time becoming an expert at using and advertising on Facebook or you know, if you were running a small business, would you likely hire an expert? You know, and the second part of that question about hiring an expert is, do you think in, in the future Facebook would expand and, and build a channel of experts or solution providers like a lot of the tech companies today have? Yeah, it's a great question, Gene. You know, I, I think the typical pattern uh, in, in terms of what I see is, you know, business kind of starts out on their own and they'll create their page, they'll establish their presence. 
um, they'll get started, they'll have a certain amount of success, but then they want to figure out how to take it to the next level. And then either the choices are, you know, they, they have someone on their team that they hire as a specialist, maybe that person is doing this plus other things, so they're getting some leverage and scale, or they may want to work with an agency and a third party. And I think all of those are perfectly valid, you know, paths, and we want to make it as easy as possible for you to choose I will say we are, as you mentioned, we're trying to make our tools easier and, and, you know, that's going to help everyone. It'll help our customers. It'll even help our partners uh, as well. We just launched something called Facebook business suite last week. And one of the major requests and piece of feedback we heard from businesses is, you know, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, but I kind of have to do two sets of work. You know, I have to post here and I have to post on Facebook and I have to post on Instagram or I get messages on multiple platforms. And so we, to help save businesses time, you know, we consolidate it all in one place. So now you can post in one place and it'll cross post if you opt to do that. You can receive all your messages and all your notifications, all your comments in one place and then respond. So we're going to continue to invest in tools that just save businesses time. And at the same time, then, uh, you know, give them some good options for, you know, advancement. And that, that includes doing the work themselves, or as you mentioned, much more in the future, we'll have, I think, even more partner um, offerings. That's great. So, you know, you, you bring up Instagram and it really is a good, a good I mean, right now the perception is, is that you know, most people, well, many people know that Facebook owns Instagram, but they really are two separate and distinct platforms. You know, you're either on Instagram or you're on Facebook. And you just said, you know, you're, you know Facebook's introducing some tools to help consolidate that. Where do you see that going for a, a small business um, in the next few years, will we have to? Will it be a continuing consolidation of the two platforms? Will I be able to operate seamlessly between Facebook and Instagram so I can get sort of, you know, more bang from the buck between those two communities? You know, from a business perspective, yeah, that that's what they wanted. They want to be able to use both platforms. Oftentimes, what I see is they'll start with one. And then they'll then then they'll get into the other. And then they usually find, you know, one of them may work they work, tend to work differently depending upon the business. And one may work better than the other in their own words. But ultimately, what I find is that they want to be across both. There's you know, large communities of people there and there's different modes of interaction. And so recently, you know, we already have had tools that businesses can use uh, to scale across both. Our ads platform, platform is a good example. You, know, you can run, you know, even before this Facebook business suite that I mentioned yesterday, you could run ads across both platforms and the platform and our ads infrastructure would figure out how to optimize for the best value for you. So in some ways you can experiment, but then you get the benefit of our optimization, which is going to serve you the best value independent of which platform you're on. How would you recommend that a business owner decide where to put their resources between Facebook and Instagram? Is it, is it demographics? Is it contents? If a business owner says I can, I can only really choose one for now because I'm limited. What advice would you have? Mm. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways I think, you know, I'll go back to the answer that I um, talked about when it comes to what distinguishes Facebook, which is uh, around people, you know, so if you, uh, I would, I would create both a page and a profile and then essentially let the engagement determine that. And I think you'll quickly see that, you know, one may have more interest or different type of interest than, than you're used to getting on the other. You know, Instagram, for example, I follow, I personally, I speak from my own personal experience, it, you know, I follow kind of brands that are a little bit more artisan or crafts um, mm. on Instagram. On Facebook, I think of it as, you know, there's, there's more sort of intersection 
you know, for me personally with my community and around kind of like local, you know, businesses nearby. And so, you know, for example, on Facebook, we have a businesses nearby capability that allow you to, you know, see businesses in your neighborhood. And so uh, businesses tend to reflect back that there's oftentimes a, you know, that real community feel uh, that's been built up on Facebook, which is, you know, different and building on Instagram, but, but it's also got its own benefits and, and differentiation. Rich, if you, um, and I get this question asked a lot, I mean, from a lot of my clients, you know, if you're active on Facebook, if you have determined that your, your community is on Facebook, you know, based on what your business does, do you still think a business needs a website or can they just operate all on Facebook? You know, it, it's interesting. We see businesses uh, across the spectrum. Um, and, you know, we have a fair amount of businesses who come to us today without a website. And that reflects businesses who I think for the first time are moving online. And, you know, it can take some work to set up a website, but once you do it, you've got that asset. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what I really encourage businesses to do is you don't need to be in one channel. You don't need to be exclusive. So you can be on Facebook and have your presence and then you can have your website. And the way it works is, you know, it actually, they work together well. So if you have a website and you have commerce set up so that you can sell your products on the website, you know, it then integrates into Facebook shops, the thing that I, I mentioned we launched. So you can automatically get your product catalog to be present on Facebook as well. And so it ends up being complimentary. But I think we're going to continue to see this. Websites are going to be there, but I think increasingly that interaction and the richness with communities, uh, we're finding, you know, it, I, I see it's happening on Facebook. Just a few more questions for you and I'll, and I'll let you go. I mean, the first, you know, in the news, Obviously, Facebook has come under some negative publicity in the course of the elections, the data and all that kind of stuff. You know, do you think that drives small businesses away, Rich? I mean, do you think that the challenges that Facebook has had over the past few years, you know, to to give people comfort of its objectiveness, what it's trying to do to get rid of, you know, the the hate messaging, the so-called fake news or whatever, do you think that will impact Facebook's growth with small businesses and what do you think, what is Facebook doing to make sure that you guys maintain your credibility among small businesses? Yeah, this is really important. And um, I know, Gene, there's been a lot in the news around uh, businesses advertising on Facebook right now and, and some concerns, you know, specifically sure. around hate speech or, you know, the upcoming election and what we're doing around it. And these are extremely important topics. And, you know, we really invited uh, open dialogue, you know, on these topics uh, with uh, civil rights groups with third party organizations and with their with their clients um, and you know we we've tried to make it clear that you know Facebook really doesn't benefit from hate speech you know full stop and we don't want it on the platform we've invested billions of dollars you know each year to keep the community safe we've really done a lot of work to prepare for the election that we've got coming up we've also had elections around the world as well that people in the u s may not be as close to Mm-hmm. Um, and we've learned so much from 2016, but we have, you know, we, we, we are, we're taking it extremely seriously. And I think when it comes to small businesses specifically, they want to make sure that we are addressing uh, these issues and that they are paramount importance. And when I talk to clients, say they want to, they want to, they want to know what we're doing and they want to know that we're taking responsibility. And, you know, they also want to know that we're going to continue to be a, a big proponent of theirs and and help them with their business. And so it's ended up being, I think something that's brought, you know, from my perspective, us closer together, uh, particularly with our smaller businesses during this time. 
All right. So, uh, crystal ball time, Rich. So, um, hopefully you'll be with Facebook for another 27 years. If we can look forward to just maybe a few years, three, five years from now, I'm active on Facebook. A lot of small business owners are active on Facebook. What do, what do you think, you know, the platform will look like, um, in the, you know, in the future? Yeah, I, I think this is, um, an ex extremely exciting time. You know, I, I read a stat from the, um, UK Office of National Statistics that uh, over the last five months, e-commerce has grown as much as it did over the last 10 years combined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that just too. pretty wild. So, and, and I really think we're, we're 10% of the way, you know, on that journey. And so the question becomes, what does that 90% look like? And so I'd say there's, there's a few areas um, that, that we're going to look materially different. And the first we talked about a bit, um, but I'll broaden it and just talk about commerce, uh, you know, which is the ability to, you know, transact and conduct business. But it's, it's going to be across industries, across, you know, physical goods, across services. Uh, we launched recently a, a product called Paid Online Events. And that allows, say, if you're a yoga, yoga studio, you can conduct a session online and get paid, you know, right, uh, right on, on platform. And so that's an example of, I think, the how commerce looks um, has, you know, if you, if you go back even two or three years, it looks very different now. So I think the future is even brighter and you can almost imagine with the internet and with, you know, with our apps, just, you're going to have commerce everywhere and the ability to buy and sell, um, you know, that's very intuitive and connected with the, with the experience that we, that, that we all know and love today. So I think that's one of the first big areas. I think the okay. second is, you know, related to business interactions. I think we've seen new forms and formats of engagement, whether it was video or stories or now reels. Um, messaging is another. You know, what's really interesting is that right now, some of the leading trends are happening um, in, in Latin America and in Asia. In that if you look at it, there's consumers and businesses who are engaging via messaging and transacting and then tracking orders and doing, you know, continued uh, marketing and sales. Um, and I think we're, we're in the very early days of that. And so when I talk to clients, I always, you know, ask them to check and see how much they're using messaging, because that's going to be, you know, both a, a valuable service now, but increasingly in the future as well. And then the third thing I'll say is, you know, if you think about your own Facebook feed, Gene, or your Instagram feed, it's personalized for you, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a platform where there's 3 billion people on where everyone has their own content. I think in the future, you're going to find, you know, what we're trying to do with our own customer service is to make it very personalized and predictive. And with the latest advancements and really over the last few years with, you know, big data and machine learning, that's possible for companies like us. But in the future, I could almost see a small business really tap into this and get much more predictive around, you know, what their own customers will need. So I, I think all of that's incredibly exciting. I think the personalization of the, of the communications is um, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, I mean, I have no problem if I'm doing a search for, you know, vacation spots in Miami and then I start getting, you know, ads fed to me or messages fed to me about that because it's, you know, it's what I'm into and what I'm looking for. But, you know, sometimes on the other hand, the personalization part is it can put you too much into one category. Um, I know a lot of news organizations complain that if you, you know, if you tend to favor left of center content, then you're just going to get fed more of that from Facebook rather than hearing opposing points of view. Um, and the same thing might be with 
products that you buy. You know, you behave, you know, you like leather couches and you get fed content about leather couches on Facebook, but you know, maybe you would be open to some other type of couch, but you're getting less of that uh, because Facebook is trying to figure out what you like. So I, I guess those are some of the challenges that the company's going to have to deal with going forward. Am I right? Yeah. I, I, I think that the idea of personalization is, is really important. And I think we've seen the benefits of it. We've seen it in as a consumer, uh, as consumers in terms of our, our feed, in terms of the content. And we've also seen the benefit in terms of ads. You know, you may get an ad that you're really interested in. A business can reach you who may be interested versus someone who is not interested. So the, the downside of a TV ad, for example, is, you know, for business, you're just kind of putting it out there. And then for consumers, you have to, you know, potentially listen to or watch an ad that isn't, isn't relevant for you. But I think the key thing that comes along with that is your responsibility. And the responsibility is to give people control and transparency. I think those are the two key things you need. You need to be able to say, why is this content or why is this ad appearing for me? And then I want to, as a consumer, I want to have some control over that and whether or not I see that content going forward. We've, we've invested in that over the last, I think, you know, one, two years. It's been incredibly important. And, you know, we've seen uh, good feedback from that. If I can have transparency, if I can understand it, and if I can control it a bit, then I feel much better about it. And then I'm getting the benefits without maybe some of the downside, you know, that you mentioned. Got it. And before I let you go, are you, are you in the San Mateo area and is your sky still black? You know, I'm just so grateful right now uh, for clear skies. <laughs> you know, we've had uh, a, a difficult time. I know many people in the Bay Area along the West Coast, um, you know, in many spots have, have struggled with that. But, um, yeah, we're just so grateful right now. And, you know, we're just thinking about, um, you know, all the people who are fighting the fires and, and been challenged. But, um, sure. Sure. but yeah, no, it, it's, it's so in so many different ways. I think this this need to be connected online and to you know, uh, be connected with people to be able to, you know, sell uh, your products and services to be able to buy, you know, it's, it's just become so pronounced. Um, and so, yeah, as a company, we're extremely, my group is extremely busy and really focused on, you know, how we can help right now communities. Rich Rao is the vice president of small business at Facebook. Rich, um, thank you very much for your time and your insights as to where Facebook is going and would love to speak with you again sometime in the future. And uh, keep up. Facebook uh, you know, affects hundreds of millions of small businesses and their customers around the world. And I think what Facebook is doing is a big impact on small business. So Rich, thank you. For more great podcast episodes from the Paychex Business Series podcast and other information to help you run your business, please visit paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. My name is Gene Marks. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next time. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.